What's up, guys? It's John Nelson, and you're listening to the Starting Block Podcast. This is a show for complete athletic development. Our objective here is to give you the tools to win, whether you're the athlete, the parent, or the coach. If you're new to the show, I want to welcome you. Thanks for joining. We operate a little differently than your standard podcast. We have multiple episodes within our show. So the first episode you'll hear from us is where myself and my co-host, Chris Scarborough. What's up, sir? How's it going, John? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So that is where Chris and I will take the questions that you guys submit to us, and we will break them down. That could be anything related to performance, rehab, strength, power, speed, agility, nutrition, um, any of the other you know stuff we've had on with our guests. Uh, we'll break all that stuff down. Chris, where can they submit questions? Info at startingblockpodcast.com. <laughs> The second episode you'll hear from us is a guest interview. That's exactly what it sounds like. That's where we bring in our colleagues from across the country and the globe, and they share their stories of success, how they win, what they do with their patients, their clients, and their practices, and their gyms. It's things that you can take and learn and apply. So that is your guest interview. And then the final episode you'll get from us maybe one day, uh, again, is the Friday Fire Saturday episode. About uh, 10 to 20 minutes of me just speaking a little bit of business or motivation or something that's kind of happened that maybe is a little off topic, you know, not necessarily directly related to training, but something just industry related. So that is how our show operates. As far as your fee and advertising, we don't advertise here. So all we do is ask that you please share the show. If you got value out of this, if you like the guests that we got on, give us a shout out, will you? Just send it to a friend, bring us a friend, right? Send it to a friend, put it on social, just show us a little bit of love. We do this for free. It takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of money. We enjoy doing it. We want to keep bringing you guys good content. So just ask that you do us a solid, help us out a little bit and get it out there. That is, uh, so yeah, pay your dues, guys. That's how our show operates. A little bit of a, uh, throwing a little bit of a wrench in here before we get going. I have kind of a small announcement to make if anybody, any of our listeners are actually interested. There, uh, there's a facility near me that has closed down part of their athletic training stuff, and they reached out to me about a timing system. Um, and I said, I don't need it, but uh, we, our podcast, we have a lot of coaches and stuff that listen to us and I'd be happy to bring it up there. So guys, uh, there's, um, I have a brand new Brower timing, timing system. It's uh, a month old. I think they paid almost like $900 for it. The, the gym is only used once. And guys, this is a very reputable gym. Uh, the GM I've known for years and years and years are great people. So when they say it's in great shape, I, I believe me, I trust them. <laughs> if you are interested in that, they're going to, they're trying to sell it, unload it. And I mean, I think they're willing to take like 600 bucks for it. So if you want it, just shoot us a message. You can either DM me, uh, farmer, John ELP on Instagram, or you can shoot me an email, whatever. Just let me know. And I'll connect you guys. And, uh, yeah, so I told them I'd bring that up. So there you go, guys. You want a timing system? There's one out there for you. So that being said, let's get uh, moving. Today is Q&A. So what's on the uh, docket, Chris? Okay, so I need to preface the first question uh, with with kind of bring up the background of this. And that is, you know, if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we have recently interviewed both Jack Cruz and Carrie Bennett, both of whom have gone in detail into the effects of light and light environment and its effect on health and that sort of thing. So while I believe people enjoyed hearing about the science and how all this stuff works and, you know, the effect of, you know, the right light environment on mitochondria 
and and your overall health, I think sometimes the actual practical application, John, got lost. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, in other words, it's like okay, I, I enjoyed that. That was great. Okay, now remind me what to do. Now what? <laughs> remind me what right. to do. What's the practical application? So, so John, somebody's new into this whole. Hey, I, I'm willing to try something free if it's going to improve my health. What are some of those things that, that both Carrie and Dr. Jack suggest that we do for rank beginners? What do we do? How do we take advantage of the light environment, grounding, et cetera? How do we, uh, what do we do to change our health for the better by utilizing some of the principles they discussed? Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, <laughs> What Carrie and, and Dr. Jack talk about, I mean, it, it's in depth. Like it really, really, really goes into detail. And I think we're just going to scratch the surface. Um, you know, I, I thought about something this morning on the drive in. I, I recorded a solo episode. So see, guys, I told you we'd be bringing solo episodes back just a little bit. But I recorded a solo episode. I'm not going to tell you what it was about, but it had something to do with, um, you know, a few athletes that I've had over the years and some goals they've accomplished and what we did. And it kind of dawned on me this morning that one of the things that all five or six of these individuals did who achieved pretty high-level status in high school athletics and or, you know, SEC quality or professional, you know, levels – is they all actually abided by some of these types of natural laws to a degree. Now, were they perfect? No. But the ones that really excelled, they always did that type of stuff. So I can think of things like they were interested in blue light. They were interested in hearing what we had to say about grounding. You know, interested in what we had to say about, you know, different types of water. you getting away from, you know, your regular tap water, things like that. So there's a lot of truth to it, of course. How it all works, that's Dr. Jack and Carrie. <laughs> right. Here's what I can say is I, if you follow me on social, Farmer John ELP, you see every morning I post my ruck. Right? I always do a selfie. I post it. I do that to continue to keep myself motivated, you know, but also just show, I mean, just little steps every day to help reach your goal. But I do it in the morning most of the time. Sometimes I'm a little late, but it's the morning and it's morning sunlight. And I can't explain it, but I just feel better. I go out there and even if I don't want to do it, I, I go out there, I feel better. I don't know how it operates. I don't know how it works, but it just, oh, I mean, I guess we do, but it does. So how do we start? Well, if nothing else, just start for a small walk, right? Like just get out there. Go for 20 minutes. Sometimes my rucks are 20 minutes. Sometimes they're 40 minutes. Like on the weekends, I've got a little bit more time. During the week, I'm more pressed, you know, for time. I got to get out to, you know, to work quicker, but I still get it done. That's the sunlight side of it. The blue light is an area that I've utilized with my athletes for years. I actually did it just this past weekend with some new people. They were asking some questions, and I've said this before on the show. I'll say it again. I'll muscle test people. And we'll get a strong indicator muscle. We'll put my phone up because my phone's on night shift all the time, not dark, night shift. Challenge the muscle, bam, it works. Flip that off so the blue light is on. Let them look at it, check the muscle, and I'll give them, they can try it 5, 10, 15 times. It still fails every single time. And that's because the stress that it provides to the system, it inhibits the muscles. It just inhibits them. It is what it is. So. Right. How do we start? I guess go for a walk, put your phone on blue light blocking. 
stuff. Um, you know, get the blue light blocking glasses, you know, or grounding, right? Like grounding is an interesting one. I, you know, I know Dr. Tennant has talked a lot about that. I've got his books up here about how the body absorbs the, uh, is it the negative electrons from the ground? Yeah. I believe it's well, all, it electro- all electrons are, are negative. So yes. Okay. That would be well, that's true. why yes. I'm not a physicist. Okay. <laughs> So, yes, you're correct, John. <laughs> All right. So, like, absorbing the electrons and what happens there, I, I'd, right. hell if I know. I mean, right. Well, it's, it's basically it's an anticoagulator. So things that normally would stick together tend to rep- repel each other. So, I mean, just think of anything where congestion, any conge- I don't mean literally just congestion in your sinuses, any kind of congestion inside your body, mm-hmm. you know, Theoretically, you know, if they repel each other, well, you break up congestion. And again, I'm not talking about just sinus congestion. We're referring to inside your body congestion. Yeah, I'm pretty much an expert on the sinus congestion one. I got all kinds <laughs> of good protocols for people there. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> Especially with it, the newbie, too. There you go. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, uh, so really, yes, absorbing the electrons through basically through your hands, through your feet, uh, through your skin uh, on on the ground. Now, granted, I, I have heard Doctor Jack say he doesn't want you grounding on uh, ground that has like buried power lines and that sort of yeah. thing. So mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the things where you have to kind of check your <laughs> you know check the ground you're walking on. Is I have above ground or below ground power right. lines? You know, but uh, but besides that. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I uh, think that's the whole premise of all of it is the premise behind all of it is, is just getting back to doing what human beings are supposed to be doing. And that is, it's kind of one of those, once you see it, you never unsee it. It's like, once you're unplugged from the matrix, then you start to see everything. Right. And essentially that is pretty much it. I basically, if, the media or somebody tells me something, I pretty much do the exact opposite, right? Like, you're told to wear sunscreen, I'm not wearing sunscreen. Told to wear sunglasses, I'm not wearing sunglasses, right? Like, do, yeah, do the exact opposite, essentially, right? It, because you got to follow the, follow the money. Why is somebody telling you that? Well, there's probably a product or something to sell or there's, you know, some other reason behind it. But I remember Dr. Spina saying this once, and I think it was when Garrett Salpeter and I were actually um, down there going through his course. This was God, probably 10 plus years ago at least. But he said, you know, the, the further we get away from doing what humans are naturally put on this planet to do, the further we get away from health. And I really, that resonated with me. And I think that's the point in all this, right? Like we all know it, it should be common sense. And if it's not common sense to you, then you're clearly plugged into the matrix. But like, you just have to – any normal human being knows just sitting under these kind of lights is just not normal, right? It's not right. good for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's shocking. It's almost – it's a shock to your system. I think you, you made the, the best comment a minute ago when you said you, using that – just the regular blue light phone and everybody tests weak. Well, it's such a shock to that person's system where the red light is not that, you know, well, there you go. It uh, mm-hmm. It shocks them, you know, to the point to where – uh, their body tests weak. Mm-hmm. It's too much stress. They, their brain does not like that. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious, and I'd love to go down. i got two things I want to say. I'd love to go down the path of, like, is there one of these elements that is more beneficial to somebody based on the conditions that they have? Meaning, 
you, you know, say somebody has severe sinus trouble, somebody has, you know, a, a significant autoimmune issue. Like, is there one of these elements that could be more beneficial? Does that make sense? It, it does. And I, while I'm sure the answer to your question is yes, um, I think, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm pretty careful of just saying, hey, let's stick with the basics. Let's right. let's restore health. Then you shouldn't that alone should start to help some of these for some of these people who have chronic conditions should help some of their symptoms to some degree, at least. Because it's going to you know, some, some these, these autoimmune conditions, these, you know, fill in the blank chronic diseases. There's some loss of health. There's some loss of health. There's some congestion, you know, mm-hmm. if you will, somewhere in the body. There's some something that's just not quite right. So if you can restore some of what's, you know, help improve some of those things that aren't quite right and make them more right, I think you could restore as opposed to treating this person's disease, which, mm-hmm. you know, which we're not trying to do. Instead, right. you know. We're trying to restore some degree of your health naturally, you know. Put the body back in a position where it can heal, right? Yes. You know, yes. put it back in a, in a decent state. And I use that phrase all the time because people come in, they want me to treat something. They want me to fix something. It's like, I'm not a doctor. It's not what I do. Like, the job is to identify the origin or the source and put the body back in a place where it can start to heal, right. you know. And when we get into that, something is off. Something in the health is off. We have to think of, or it's not we have to think of it, we have to remind ourselves that everything is vibrational. It's energy. Everything is vibrational in nature. So the the fact that, you know, one of my power power racks is green, it's not really green. It's just, it's the vibration of those molecules and everything that transmit as green, right? Like, it's just... The chair vibrates. The table vibrates at a different energy. So everything's frequencies, right? They Guys, they figured this out back in like the freaking 1800s or whatever. Everything's frequencies. So if you have, you know, what's what's the highest frequency known to man? Yeah. Don't you know. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. what it, I know there's 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 uh, light frequencies. Love. and Love and is the, the highest, highest oh, you're frequency. Talking about, oh, mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about specifically what the number. <laughs> or emotion no, or gotcha. energy. <laughs> Right. Yes, so the yes. opposite of that would be hate, which would be on the totally opposite end of the spectrum. And so everything falls somewhere along this spectrum. Right. And right. so when something's off and that's kind of one of the things with microcurrent with frequency specific microcurrents, at least the way that I see it, it's like it kind of cancels it out. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't want to speak for Dr. Macon, but that's kind of the way my brain works on it. But like Bach flowers, for example, that's how Bach flowers work. They just they cancel that frequency out. Right. And so. I see it is okay if somebody let's just use something simple like sinus congestion, right? Okay, if that is one of the things which I've dealt with for years, it's really fixed at this point for the most part. For those of you who don't know, I've had I think I've had five or six. I can't remember. I think I've had five sinus surgeries. My my sinuses didn't form as a kid. That's why if you're watching the video, my nose is crooked because I've had so many dang surgeries. So like that is actually kind of one of my Achilles heels. But the point of that is is that if that is X frequency. Could I go ground or could I avoid blue light because that frequency crosses it out? That's where I want to know. That intrigues right. me a lot. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah, that, that, is, that is intriguing. And again, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there is. I'm sure that there is. You know, probably even grounding on a particular uh, type of, of, a, mm-hmm. of uh, soil you know, mm-hmm. probably yeah. because remember you still have to have certain soil along with sunlight it can, mm-hmm. it's not just one or the other it's 
the combination of the two because you have to have, as Dr. Jack would say, you have to have the anode and the cathode and you got to have that, you know, release those electrons mm-hmm. in order for your body to absorb them. Mm-hmm. So now that said, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what those are. Um, you know, but yes, I'm, to answer your question, I'm sure that there are some specific soil that you can walk on in the sunlight and it would give you a certain, you know, benefit. I don't know what those are. That's mm-hmm. a, again, maybe Dr. Jack does. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. he'd have a very long scientific explanation if he does awesome. know. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it would does. be awesome. So, you know, doc- so, so that intrigues me. And the other thing that Carrie said that really, really intrigued me was what blue light does to us from a hydration side of things. To me, yeah. that was, that was mind blowing. I, I had, I had no idea, but right. it makes <laughs> so much sense now. It really does. Yeah. So really much does. sense. And so for these parents or athletes or coaches that listen to this and be like, man, this stuff is, it's just, it's voodoo. It's weird. It's like, why do I have to do this? Well, we have to, you have to do this now because our society is so different than it was even 10 years ago. Right. We are so far removed from just natural, I say evolution, but I don't believe in evolution, just whatever from human evolution, right? Just the development of humans over the years that we have to do these things, but it's, it shouldn't be this like, Oh, this is a weird stuff. No, this is how we're supposed to live. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. We're not supposed right. to be sitting. It's not normal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, but my job doesn't allow me to, to get up and go around, then go find another damn job. You want to know why you have all these health issues? Here you go. Yeah. Act like a normal human. And that's kind of part of the reason Mandy and I moved to where we moved out to the country. Like just the gut was telling you like, Got something's not right. Like, you got to get out of the city here, right? Yeah, minus all the political stuff, but <laughs> right, yeah, you know, that, that, right among other things, absolutely. Right. And so, but you, you know, like I, I use my, I'll use myself as another example. Like, let's go back to the sun, right, and the skin. So I was like, I'm still pale as can be. Like, I'm not even white guy. Like, I'm like opaque or clear. You know, <laughs> like I don't even constitute as white. <laughs> but. um I used to get really, really, really sunburned, like really bad of my whole life. I'm 36 now. And it wasn't until probably the last maybe, I don't know what, maybe two years or so, you know, my, Mandy, my wife's sitting over here at the, the desk, probably about two, two years ago-ish that things started changing, right? Now, again, don't get me wrong. I mean, when I'm out, you know, mowing five acres, like I'm still wearing some, a little bit of sunscreen. It's, a, it's cleaner. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to get torched or when I was in Mexico, like you're damn right. I was wearing, I was wearing every copper tone thing you can find. I, whatever. I'll deal with the cancer <laughs> side of it later. Right. Um, but how the body responds to that, like we shouldn't be that sensitive to the sun. The sun didn't kill humanity. Right. Like, right. oh man, you, know, you hear the news anchors. Oh man, you got to wear all your sunscreen and layer up. And it's like, no, no, not really. And so, like, how the body adapts to that. Was it just the slow adaptation to the sun that helped me? Or was it getting the rest of my body in line, right? Like, maybe it was the grounding. Maybe it was the blue light. My body was able to start producing whatever pigments or minerals or whatever the hell it needs to do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so, so kind of in a nutshell, so uh, what, are, what are the practical, the practical advice that Dr. Jack and, and Carrie gave? One, ground. You know, bare feet, bare hands on, on the soil. Feet wet if possible. Well, yes, yes. Which if they sweat and and you should, 
that that alone is going to be a great little medium in order to suck up those electrons. And if you're not so, by a body of water, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yes. So, and preferably not in not with buried power lines. Okay. Right. That's practical practical uh, info number one. Number two, morning sunlight, like sunrise, sunrise sunlight. or sunset, or and and or sun mm-hmm. and or sunset. And I think part of the conversation with the with the and I'm going to interrupt you with the yep. uh, morning sun is people don't under, people don't know the time, right? I don't know the time either. Like I know Dr. Cruz has talked about 90 minutes or so. Well, it is what it is. But you know, just start 20 minutes, 20 30 minutes. If you just do your daily cardio, like if you're you know just a normal fitness person, and you do some cardio in the morning, just take it outside and do it. Yeah, agree. That's all. Absolutely. 20 30 minutes. Start there. Yes. And, and, and for you athletes, it's not the same in the afternoon, I don't think. Now, Dr. Cruz and Kerry can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not the same in the afternoon. Just because you're playing football or you've got practice outside, that is not the same as morning or evening sunlight. Would you correct. say that's correct, Chris? Yes, because, again, you got to get you got to your, your brain has to know what time it is. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not I don't mean the time on the clock. I'm talking I'm referring to. Sun is rising. It's time to get up. It's right. time to help setting you know, your circadian rhythm. Yes, and so it's, and so you want to be up, staring at where the sun is rising, which is easy to figure out. Even if you don't know east from west, look at the brightest part of the sky as the sun is rising. If you don't know what time the sun rises, if you have a weather app on your phone, check the night before. It'll tell you what time the sun is rising the next day. Mm-hmm. Get up at sunrise. Ground. You know, while you're while you're looking at the sunrise, whether you're walking or whether you're doing whatever, it's all good, right? Look, sunrise. If you're if you're able, this is where I believe both Carrie and Doctor Jack would suggest. If you have all the time in the world, stay out there until UVA rise, which is usually an hour later. <laughs> if you have a full hour, stay out there that full hour mm-hmm. from sunrise all the way to UVA rise, which is the about. I believe I believe this is correct. Somewhere about ten degrees of sunrise, you know, over the horizon, you begin. To, that's when you begin to get UVA light, and that's the beginning of you know, nit- like nitric oxide production and so on and so forth. So if you can stay out that long, great. If you can't, you know, come back out at some point during between uh, at that UVA rise time, great. But you also then. Need to have a little bit of UVB. Okay, everybody's like, now, John, that's what you were talking about earlier. They're like, cover up. No UVB. Mm-hmm. No UVB. That's the, that's the killer rate. Now you got to have UV, UVB because that's what converts your cholesterol to vitamin D. That's where you get your vitamin D production. So that's kind of step three. So once again, just to reiterate, sunrise, preferably bare hands, bare feet on on uh, non-power cable buried ground, uh, some UVA, some amount of UVA. I think Carrie, if I want to, if I, if I'm, I believe she said three to five minutes, or she said twenty minutes. I can't. One of them was three minutes, and one of them was twenty minutes. I don't remember. I don't either. Okay, so let's just. One of them is three. One's twenty. Uh, a little bit of UVB. That's midday sunlight. Just a little, you know, if you're, the more fairy skinned you are, the less of that you need. If you're a very, very dark complected, you're going to need more to get that vitamin D production. And then sunset, you know, basically following the same advice as, as uh, sunrise. Right. 
Right. And the other so, piece, the, the final one I'll add number four to that is avoiding the blue light as much as possible. Yes. And yes. that that right there, if nothing else, guys, if nothing else, that is something you can easily do. And there is no excuse for it. Right. No excuse. Exactly. Right? Yes. There's Cause no, that kills your melatonin. It kills your melatonin. So you don't have, mm-hmm. you know, I you, mean, there, you, there's you, no excuse to get it to, to not take a couple steps right there to be able to make those changes. Cause I right. get it. Maybe you have to be at school before. I mean, like I know here when winter hits, like you're at school before the sun even rises. Right. Right. So like, I get it. There's things that happen. Okay. But eliminating the blue light as much as possible is a major first step. And that takes me back to the beginning of the episode when I said that solo episode I recorded dawned on me this morning that all six of these individuals who accomplished really, really major accolades here, you know, in the Mid-South and high school, college, pro level, all of them in some way or another followed those types, those three to four rules, even if we knew we were doing it or not at that point. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, that's great. That's great info, and um, and I believe that uh, a lot of people truly intuitively knew they were doing the right thing, whether they knew they were doing it for you know with health studies behind them at the time or not. They just right. knew intuitively it was the right thing to do. So, yeah. um, so anyway, so that's that's the best advice that John and I can probably give. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The best that we recall from from our info from Carrie and uh, Doctor Jack. But uh, certainly go back. We encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes for more info and other podcasts that they have done because they're they're loaded. Both of them have been interviewed like crazy on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. et cetera. And, yeah, go find some of their interviews yeah, and listen to them. And I tell you what, something that I've taken some heat for, uh, and I've owned up to it. I was the one that asked Dr. Jack to wear the headphones, and he he did. He complied. I appreciate it. I think it was a total misunderstanding. I actually didn't tell him he needed to have them. It just helps with the microphone if he's got one. But sure. nevertheless, it's my fault. I take the blame for that one. But I've taken taking some heat for the headphone side of stuff. You know, a lot of comments on YouTube about it, things like that. For any of you listeners there, I'd love to know. I'm all. I mean, I'm open to it. Like, there's a lot of things that. I know, but there's a lot of things I don't know. I mean, I know AirPods are terrible for you, but, you know, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about what the headphones are doing, like the gray matter. Like, I'm not really, you know, all that familiar with that. I'd like to learn it. So shoot us some of that info. That'd be great. We'd love to talk about it. Or if you're, you know, a professional who has gone down that road, you know it, and you want to be on the show, let's go. Hit us up, and we'll talk about it, man. Maybe maybe we bring you on. So. Um, that's a good question, and um, I doubt we did either one of them any justice. They are so far over our heads, but we're <laughs> very grateful that they were yeah. uh, able to join us. And I think uh, Carrie, I know Carrie and Dr. Jack have both said they will be willing to come back on. I don't think we have dates scheduled just yet, but we will. Do we, Chris? No, we we do not. But yeah, we're okay. excited to get both of them back yeah. on. They're great. They'll get it back and, on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, all right. So, cool. question two, just just really more along the lines mm-hmm. of. Of, uh, you know, That's just right. I forgot experience. we had another question. I was getting we ready just, to close the show down. <laughs> oh, just real quick. Just this quick update. Your experience on uh, using the newbie with uh, with your ACL because uh, I have a, a comparable story with a a an older ACL reconstruction one that was done back in uh, April. But you have one that's a little more or uh, May, excuse me. But yours mm-hmm. is a little more recent. Just want to get a little quick update on your uh, ACL uh, athlete and uh, using the newbie, and I'll yeah. do the same. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, this young man was ACL and meniscus. He's, I think he's probably 
14, maybe 15. I can't remember one of those two. Um, very hard worker, good kid. So I will say the mindset is there, and that's something that's very important. The mindset is there. This kid wants it. He's knowledgeable. He listens to our show. He'll probably listen to this one. So that's number one. Um, how he's doing. Uh, he's doing phenomenal. Um, he blew through everything incredibly quick. He, I want to say he's, I think he's 14 weeks, maybe 15 Maybe even 16, but he's he's under 20 weeks for sure. And and I'm 99% positive he's under 17. I think he's in that 13 to 16-week time frame right there. He's absolutely crushing it. He ran a sub-seven mile um, the other day. Or, nice. No, was that right? Uh, no, it was sub-A was the initial. He actually did another one. He ran a sub-seven mile uh, last week, I believe. Nice. So everybody's pleased. Family's pleased, he's pleased, doctor's pleased, where he is now. So we have reached the stage where we we followed all doctor's orders. We went through the progressions, you know, of what he was movement he's allowed to do, not allowed to do. And now that he's he's at that stage where it's kind of no man's land, right? Like we're kind of there's still PT and there's still progressions there, but we're just kind of, you know, we can't do X until it's, you know. Four months, right? You know what I mean? Like, right. you know those standards. So yep. he's kind of in that 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 realm right there. Um, we just completed last week. He had his first session where he took uh, the newbie up to 100 on um, one set of the hot spots. The other, he took it up to like a like an 86 or so, something like that. But the first one, the, the pads were on the quads. That's where the hot spots ended up being. The other one was like his hamstring and his calf. Right. So. You know, so he did that, um, you know, and then I think our next step is now that he's in a good, solid place like that, four range motion, no pain, the PTs are letting him, you know, do some good stuff. Um, you know, we're going to use the dimometer and check where his force outputs are mm-hmm. and get an idea. Okay. How do these measure up? Cause he's going in for his test here in a couple weeks or, you know, to see kind of how much, you know, force he's able to put out with that leg compared to the other one. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, he's doing really good. How about your guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had, um, uh, a gentleman that, uh, he came in, uh, his name's John. <laughs> so, nice. uh, he, uh, anyway, John, uh, was, he, he came in, he's a senior, uh, football player at a senior in college, plays division three football, um, had surgery. I can't remember his exact surgery date, but it was in, uh, late April, early May sometime. He's kind of like your, your, the kid you're referring to. Uh, had um, it is kind of in that waiting period. Supposed to have uh, the final, I think he called it a biodex, which is a um, which is a uh, iso- uh, not isometric, but it's a uh, isokinetic. Yeah, tester. isokinetic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, which you know, I, I, how valid is that test? You know, it's what they use. You have to pass it. Um, how how much is how much of an indicator is it to test readiness? I'm sure it's got its limitations, but that said, it's the best I got at the moment. Right. Um, and he's, I, I fully anticipate he'll pass that test. No problem. Um, I, I, he's, uh, got full range now pretty much in the knee joint. Um, he's had, uh, he, he really has not had a limp, a noticeable walking limp for weeks, for several Mm. weeks now, probably going back to almost July. So, uh, he was, we knew that he was well ahead of schedule compared to a lot of his uh, uh, several people that we knew had had ACL surgery because 
first of all, like your, like the kid you're referring to, he also had a meniscus uh, surgery. So he was non-weight bearing for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was, was ours. And they quickly moved ahead of where the other ACL people were like both range of motion, strength, mobility without pain, et cetera. He was passive. By the time we hit about, about uh, six weeks post-surgery, he was further ahead than the other person who was eight weeks post-surgery. And they didn't have the meniscus problem. Mm-hmm. So we knew, and by the way, shout out to both uh, Garrett with uh, New Fit and also uh, uh, you know, Zach and yeah. Evan with uh, Accelerate ACL. I mean, because basically, you know, we, we kind of utilize some of their advice when we're, we're referring to these people. And so, or when we're working with these people. Uh, yeah. So just doing fantastic. Again, we're, we're playing the waiting game. He's got to get the test done right. to prove that he's ready. But once that's done, which is uh, sometime this week, I believe, yeah. um, he can, yeah, no, I know my guy's football. going in there to get his done soon too, within the next week or two, couple weeks. Yeah. And I think those tests are interesting. I think, you know, like I said, um, you know, some limitations to positives, but I had another guy years ago. He listened, uh, he listens to the show, I think pretty frequently. Um, but what I thought was this scenario happened was they didn't clear him because the ratio was off. But what was between the left and right or whichever leg he tore? I don't even remember. Let's just say it was the right, right. one. Um, but what was so interesting was that even his surgically repaired leg was, I mean, double. The, the average strength level of somebody. Yeah, right. his other leg was so much stronger they didn't clear him. It's like, right, it was three times. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, it's right, like, yeah, so, yeah. Instead know. of absolutes, they were going with comparisons. I suppose. Yeah. I, yeah, and I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know how effective, how good those tests are because even even a even a, a isokinetic test cannot truly measure the changes of the angular velocities of a sport. Mm. It, it just can't. I mean, I, I have never seen anything like that. So how well can it test? I suppose it's a test. It's a way, it's a way to validate when someone's readiness, but how good is it? I, I can't say I, that's outside the realm of what I know. So, uh, anyway, I don't know. I just, I just hope as we all continue to grow, this show gets out there more like, that we all are working collectively for the betterment of these clients, patients, athletes, and that, you know, we're able to connect with these doctors and, and things and eventually change the game for these athletes. Right. Like, cause like Zach said, I mean, the research out there, it's just, it's not there yet. There's still a lot of question as far as like the graph, for example. Right. I think that's kind of one of the big holdups with stuff, but like there's so many success stories over the last, you know, 10 years or so, about this type of progression with ACLs, meniscus, right. things like that. And we just hope to continue to bring awareness to that and, uh, you know, hope to find and, and connect with medical providers that see this and they're like, wow, these are great, you know, knowing that there's people like us that are going to continue to follow their orders and, you know, understand we're working alongside here for the betterment of these clients and trying to help them in return in a safe and effective manner. And, you ultimately change the game. Now, it may not happen now, but maybe 10, 15 years down the road, you know, we're, we're setting this up for somebody else, you know? Yep. And that's kind of, that's kind of our goal for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Are there any other questions? Because I already shut the show down or almost shut it down once. <laughs> no, it's all good. I think <laughs> all we're right, done. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. Well, appreciate the questions. If you got value out of the show, guys, go share it. That's it. Talk to you all later. Yes. Yeah.